we go out to the guest line to talk to Jake Fisher, senior NBA reporter, Yahoo Sports, um, also the author of Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever. And I had to get Jake on tonight because, you know, and I, I blame the NBA on this. We'll see if, if Jake uh, cares about this or not. But, I mean, wh- why is the trade deadline Super Bowl week? Like, I, I'm swimming in stuff here in, on Radio Row, Super Bowl stuff, and I'm trying to, like, oh, yeah, the Sixers want to make a trade tomorrow. They should have pushed this back a week, but maybe that's just me complaining. Jake, what's up tonight, man? How you doing? No, I share your complaint. As a Philadelphia native and an Eagles fan, I have not been able to appreciate all that's been going on in Phoenix this week. So uh, it's an honor to be talking to you from Radio Row, man. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. I appreciate you making some time for us tonight because, um, yeah, it, it could get lost in the shuffle, but I didn't want it to because I felt like, you know, this is a, a good Sixers team trying to find their way and, and, and figure out where they're going to land within the, uh, the top of the Eastern Conference. And uh, it, there's a lot of stuff out there about what they might do, might not do. So, so take us into what you've heard about the Sixers as we get close to the trade deadline tomorrow. First of all, we'll just start here. Do you think they're going to make a move? They are going to make a move. If they don't, I think that would be one of the more surprising things. That, that would catch – I would catch a ton of teams by surprise, and it would be one of the bigger surprises of like something that didn't happen that people were expecting. And that Philly's definitely looking to get better, but also at a minimum, if there if there is not an opportunity to get better, like certain teams will hold back because they don't see something. Like the Cleveland Cavaliers have been searching to find just that little push of an upgrade at the wing, but if they don't, they're happy to stay Pat and Karis Levert. With Philly, they've got luxury tax implications where. If there isn't a deal that moves this team's ceiling higher, they are expected um, to figure out um, a way to shed some salary. Okay, so we expect them to make a move. I mean, Daryl Morey is usually very aggressive here. Um, so, so what kind of move are we talking about? And, and, Jay, can I finally say goodbye to the Matisse Thibel era? He's been a player that everyone was high on three years ago, two years ago. Uh, he's endlessly frustrating for me. Is he the type of player that we could see move by tomorrow? Certainly. I, I think the only caveat is that the, the Sixers and, and people in Philadelphia have spoken with about this subject since you know this offseason when it, it really came up around the draft that Philly was looking at trade scenarios for Toggle being that he's, now, now he's in his fourth year. He was extension eligible before the season started, but the Sixers are adamant they're not just going to move him to move him. They, will, they look at Matisse Toggle as a good player, who will have viability in postseason for them. And they're only looking to move him for someone that would be seen as a, as a key and a legitimate upgrade over Thibel in Doc Rivers' rotation. All right. So, Jake, uh, so based on what's going on around the league right now, uh, do you expect something big tomorrow, Sixers or anything related, or are we going to have some smaller things? I know right before we hopped on, it seemed like the, this is becoming final now. Lakers, Jazz, Timberwolves, uh, it looks like D'Angelo Russell, Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, a guy that I know a lot of Sixers fans were interested in, they're headed to, to the Lakers. So do we think that could be the, the kind of biggest deal we see or, or maybe something bigger tomorrow? I think these are the biggest fireworks. I mean, Toronto is looming out there. Every single team I've spoken with has said, what's Toronto doing? We're keeping an eye on Toronto. They've got Fred Van Vliet. They've got Pascal Siakam. They've got OG Ananobi that other teams are, are certainly circling. Um, and, I mean, I, I just tweeted it out a little while ago. Mark Stein's been talking about it. I just got a text right now. I mean, it really seems like the Raptors are close on landing Jakob Pertl, who's in Toronto right now. So if they're able to make a deal tonight, he won't have to leave Toronto. That'd be pretty convenient for all sides. 
Well, it would. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a big deal there. We're talking to Jake Fisher, Yahoo Sports, about the NBA trade deadline, which is coming up tomorrow. Jake, what is the uh, the latest and, and the feeling out there about Kevin Durant after, you know, Kyrie gets moved this past weekend to the, uh, to the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, is Durant staying put through this year, and then we re- revisit this in the summer? Um, or is there a chance, you know, teams are calling the Nets right now and engaging them? They are. They are. And, look, the Nets are going to be – focused on upgrading this team and improving this roster until Kevin Durant tells them he would like to play elsewhere. That was, that was a, a big undercurrent of their Kyrie Irving trade sweepstakes in that uh, not only was Dallas interested in taking back Kyrie, obviously, but the Mavericks had Spencer Dinwiddie, who was previously at Brooklyn Net, of course, and Dorian Finney-Smith, who is one of the premier wing defenders in the entire NBA. And the Nets looked at those two guys as pieces that would uh, really – help them in their current quest to compete a championship around Durant. But that being said, like Toronto looking at that possibility that Durant pulls the plug, Phoenix is certainly looking at that and hoping that Kevin Durant becomes available. And there'll be other teams too. I don't know if that can happen now. It seems like it'll be a little, it'll be a little too late. Um, and I mean, the, the deadline's less than 24 hours away. I don't know the countdown. It's nine o'clock tonight, three at 3 PM tomorrow afternoon. So 24 minus six, 18 hours away. Um, there you go. Quick mental math on the radio. <laughs> and I, I just, I feel like to put together that type of big blockbuster, I was talking with someone uh, from Brooklyn on the phone, like around six thirty tonight who did not seem like they were really looking at major Kevin Durant trades right now. Okay. Jake Fisher t- from Yahoo sports talking with us here doing some math. I, I do that too, Jake. I was trying to do it earlier with the Super Bowl, and I just got all you know caught up. <laughs> too many days to, to multiply the 24. So uh, good job with the 18. Um, Jake, you mentioned the Sixers earlier. They could do something, could add, but they also, if, if nothing's out there, maybe shed some salary, shed some light on that. And, is would that be looked at you know we always wonder about the star player how they view things i mean like is joel and b fully on board and fully have trust in daryl morey or is that the kind of thing we're like why aren't we adding why are we shedding salary if that's the path they go down do you do you think that could be a thing or is everyone on the same page with the sixers so i i really think everyone's on the same page at this juncture i mean i've just heard from top to bottom time and again ever since uh you know, really, it, it kind of came up into question when, uh, you know, all, all the conversations started around Harden's next contract this past summer. But the people in Philadelphia, I know Sixers fans listening aren't going to be happy to hear this next part, but Doc Rivers included, Daryl Morey, all the players involved. Like, the goal is to win a championship this season. That being said, I don't think that a, a cost-cutting move from the Sixers would just be that, right? Like, like I said at the top, they are clearly looking for ways to find backup centers. Um, you know, Andre Drummond's another name to keep an eye on. I, the Mavericks and the Sixers, people on both sides have uh, denied JaVale McGee as a name for, to keep an eye on there. That's just the concept that keeps floating around the league, so I'll, I'll throw that out there for the WIP listeners. Um, but I think the other thing to keep in mind is that if you're cutting salary now, it's really for the idea of not being in the repeater tax, which will – only limit the Sixers for making bigger moves down the line. And they're already, you know, so close to the, to the title contending sphere. I don't think they're going to be doing, like, a massive move that's going to, like, make this team worse in order to save money. I think it would be more of, like, something just a trimming on the edges. 
So for years since Maury got here, Jake, I, I have just waited for the day that he tries to dump the Tobias Harris contract. Not that he's a bad player, but he's just not good enough for the money he makes. And I just I, 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 I I'm kind of tired of the Tobias Harris experience. So um, I haven't heard anything. It seems like that's quieted. The rumors about that. Do you think that's because next year he'll be an expiring contract? Like we've gotten this far. We might as well take it to the time he's an expiring deal. He's definitely been whispered about behind the scenes, but I think, and it's funny, I know he hasn't played so, so well of late, and right before I came on here, I saw our mutual friend, Spike Eska, of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, and obviously former WIP great, saying that ever since Tobias went on the pod, he's been playing not as well of late, but... He ruined him. He's a valuable player. Obviously, he's not worth the salary, and... It's difficult from a team building perspective to have a player making, you know, thirty plus million dollars who is not exactly uh, playing at that caliber. But in the Eastern Conference, where you're going to have to go through Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, with Milwaukee, you're going to have to battle Giannis and throw multiple bodies at him. You know, Brooklyn, and they're they're going to be a threat if they're in the playoffs with a healthy Kevin Durant. You're going to have to throw multiple bodies at him. The Cavs are super long, super lanky, and I know the Sixers have liked to use, you know, bigger wing defenders on guards like Donovan Mitchell in the past. So, I mean, to have someone with Tobias, like, with Tobias's two-way ability where he can also, I mean, think back to last year's playoff run, obviously it fell short of expectations, but he was arguably the Sixers' most consistent player in that postseason stretch. So I don't think they're just going to move him to move him either, although it's also difficult to, to have a taker for that salary. So, uh, we'll find sure. out. We'll find out. Yeah, we will. All right, last one for you, Jake, and I do appreciate you making some time for us on this Wednesday night. Um, Anything we, for you, Joe. Well, I appreciate that, Jake. Now, we don't. We have a, some season to go here, so it's not over. But if the season ended today, Jake, and I put a ballot in front of you and I said, Jake Fisher, you now vote for the NBA Most Valuable Player Award, whose name would you write down first, Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid? Or you can go off the board. I mean, there's also Giannis and some other great players. But if you had to pick Jokic or Embiid, for the MVP? I'll say this. I mean, I don't have a vote. I don't want a vote. I think it's a little bit muddied when a uh, player's earning potential is tied to media obligations. But that being said, I think Joel Embiid deserved to be the MVP a year ago. And just from a, a kitschy perspective and the fact that we're on the Philadelphia Airwaves, give it to the big guy. Give it to Embiid. Why not? I thought you'd say it, Jake. I appreciate you, man. Uh, have a great night, and, and we'll be following along as you uh, do all your great reporting between now and the deadline tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Take care.